Hopefully we can. We'll find out. Maybe. If not, at least we are pretty sure it's working. Yeah. All right. I guess we're not able to see ourselves, although when I do it on my phone, I can. So Mm. welcome to Coffee with a Therapist. I'm here with Andrew Jameson. He's a licensed professional counselor. And how long were you in the schools again? I feel like it was like eight years. Uh, Four years. Four years. Oh, I don't know why. It probably felt like eight years. (laughs) In my brain, it was like longer. So I'm glad I checked with you. Um, But yeah, you've you've done a lot of work with kids Mm -hmm. and teens Mm -hmm. and I mean, I'm talking about your background, but you, you'd probably be able to tell it even better than me. So tell me a little snippet of your background so okay. people understand, like, kind of where you're coming from. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I uh, went went to a high school, obviously, didn't know what I wanted to do, predominantly white school, you know, and, uh, you know, getting out. Um, like, I was a CDF student, you know, definitely non-athlete. Um, worked a lot of jobs, got in and out, in and out of the army, and then um, I, I always enjoyed working with kids. I always enjoyed working with students, and so, so um, yeah, I just you know after some time and reflection, I decided to go that route and um, did the school counseling thing for a little while, but wanted more one-on-one time with people. Mm-hmm. So here I am, here very you graciously. Are. Yes. yes, yeah, and I wanted to have some other people and other voices here because. You know, I love sharing and connecting with people, but I know that there's so much wisdom out there that I can glean from other people. And yeah, we're just a part of this whole community. So um, you talked to me a little bit about masculinity Mm -hmm. and you wanted to to kind of go into that today. So first things first, what do you think uh, would be important for people to know about that? Man, you starting off with the hard questions. Uh, <laughs> Very also, general, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, like, oh. well um, you know, I, I think I think the biggest thing that people, you know, should hopefully or would hopefully recognize, and I think men more so within themselves, is it's like we got to change. You know, it's like there's been very much this like um, this thing of dominance and this thing of power and this thing of, and if it's not necessarily brought out on a physical scale, but like mentally and feeling like we can't talk about what's going on in our lives, you know? And, and I think, I think that, you know, I know like me growing up with my friends, like we would, but it's like, it's like, man, it's like comparatively, like it's when I think about being a therapist and when I think about, um, just how much I've learned, you know, not only about other people, but about myself, it's like on a scale of one to 10, it's like those conversations I feel like that men are having are like on like a two, you know, and like the advice that they're getting is probably like a one or a two. You know what I mean? From like other males, yeah, or culture, yeah, yeah. Or, okay, from, yeah, from yeah. other males, from other males, and definitely, I feel like that the culture is changing for the better. Um, yeah. So, uh, but you know, it's 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 slow to progress, and I'm biased, of course, from my own experiences. Number one, it's like I obviously don't speak for all males, and you know, there's there's a lot of things that go into that. So. Yeah, and I've and I've experienced how some oh one of my friends is messaging me. I'm like, oh, I should probably get that feature off my computer. Uh-uh. Um, I've experienced men having like some men having a really high EQ and, and seeing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. become mm-hmm. more common. Yeah. Um. So I do want to give men credit there, and like just generally speaking, I like I like to take the shame out of this because I think on both ends with women and men, we have to do better as far as like becoming healthier than culture. Yeah. Because I think women too can kind of reinforce 
certain issues of masculinity, mm. so to speak. Because I think there's there's a lot of when I think about masculinity, I think that women can possess those traits too, and there's positive yeah. of that. There's yeah. there's a lot of positives. So it's I'm I'm really talking about the negative traits of masculinity that can yeah. kind of show up in all of us, but that do culturally show up in men. Yeah. Um, and I think that sometimes the way that we respond to it as women, and I, I, you know, I'm only speaking really for myself, but generally speaking, we see the trend in, in culture that women can kind of reinforce those at times mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the way I feel like we have to take ownership of how we communicate about this, because what I've seen happen was I'm very much like a humanist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would even consider Same. that like my version of feminism, because mm-hmm. I think certain waves of the feminist movement have gone too far and have really shamed and um, done bad things towards, you know, communicating the message of equality and actually, yeah, and actually hurt people, unfortunately. And so what I what I see when I look at it is just us being humanist and um, just talking about generally the issues of masculinity that show up in both genders, but mm-hmm. predominantly men. Yeah, yeah. And sure. how that's related to culture and context. Because yeah. I think that men are only that way because that's how of been. their context. Yeah, 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 like it totally makes sense to yeah. me. I don't think it's like this natural thing in men or that men are bad or vice versa with yeah. women and the yeah. ways that they struggle with certain issues culturally. So yeah. um, I think the context of our culture matters. But it's so cool having a guy talk about this because I'm yeah. like, yes, I get to get your perspective yeah. and maybe you can help connect the dots in ways that I struggle to because I come from my sure. my lens. Well, yeah, yeah, life, yeah. You of know? course. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Yeah. yeah. So like, can I can I ask a question that Absolutely. maybe you can answer better? I, hopefully. <laughs> Why? Okay. When you talked about like that one or two, like where men typically mm. are when it mm-hmm. comes to like, is that like emotional intelligence or, yeah. um, you know, why is it important that they go from that to an eight or a nine or why, why change? Why is it important that that become better for yeah. men? Um, because I think, you know, there's, and this is still some, one of the things that I'm learning is just like communication and, and not, and, and it's, it's obviously great to communicate with other people, but it just really boils down to like knowing ourselves. And one of the things that you had mentioned was, you know, that idea of like younger generations sometimes like being more in touch, you know, and it's like, I got a friend or maybe, maybe, maybe you didn't say that exactly, but that's like what I pulled from that. Well, I shouldn't say necessarily pulled, but it's like, that's what triggered this thought. And this thought is that I have a friend who's 26 Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, it's like that guy is so much more like emotionally in touch with himself. Like things that I feel like I'm just waking up to and evolving to just like within the past two years, he was like putting it in such a way that like really made me understand that. And I think because of the, the more acceptance of even like the, the LGBT community um, and just broader cultures and different understandings as a whole. Like I think, I think younger generations are better and I'm just speaking about my generation and obviously like looking at the generations behind, I think the younger generations are better than my generations, which is good. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like they're more open, more receptive, um, less walled off. But I think to answer your question, I think it really just comes down to, you know, being under, being able to understand ourselves more and then having the language to communicate from that point of understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when I hear kind of critiques about the way things are evolving, mm-hmm. you know, what I hear is that people are getting soft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, and I want to give that, I don't, obviously that's, that's not how I, I think about oh, it or I, yeah. how I'd frame it, but yeah. it's an interesting idea that, um, 
and and maybe when people aren't really stepping into this in the way that I see as like a healthy way, like mm-hmm. I would kind of agree with that mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. But um, but what do you what do you think about like that kind of ideology that there's fears that men are losing their toughness or mm-hmm. their strength or mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. I think it's a really good know. question. And the reason I think the reason why I brought up the, the LGBT community specifically is because I remember it was like there was there was a lot of of anti-gay slander and you can imagine the words that were being used in the locker rooms all the time and it's like that was a regular thing to call someone the other f word you know and um and it's like that was very 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 predominant daily i would say hourly you know every uh, you know and then they they say it and it's and it's and so and I think that identity of being a gay male is like associated with weakness and, and feminism. And that was kind of like the long held idea and not necessarily feminism, but femininity. And so which, you know, kind of detracted from that idea of like strength and toughness to kind of allude to your question so far. I'll get there. <laughs> and so and so um, and and so I think that's maybe like where that idea of being like soft like first came from is like people like there was males that started standing up and being like hey that's not cool mm-hmm. you know to to uh, to use those um, you know those slurs like that and um, and so I think that's where kind of that idea of like the old guard, the old male guard started being like, oh, you're soft is because I can't call you an anti-gay slur, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is which is that's just my perspective. And that's what I got, because, again, I think they equated like homosexuality with femininity and that being weak and soft and not who we are as males, you know. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, you know, and it's like I also come from a military background and it's like, well, what's. What's the definition, you know, of of being hard than of being tough? You know, I think it's the ability to deal with things in a civil way, you know, because it's like um, we have organizations to do military operations. We have organizations to do police operations. And it's like I think a part of being a good male is not only being in touch with who you are mentally and emotionally, um, but also like if, if that need arose to help someone, save someone, you know, that, that we're physically prepared to do so, you know, and, and that's, and that's one of the things I love about also, well, you, you know, and, and just like, and like tough female culture is just like, you have that too. You know what I mean? Is like that ability to like, you, you have the strength the mental tenacity, you know, to step in, be it, you know, a, a physical altercation, you know, to me, that's toughness, but for justice, like for the right reasons, mm-hmm. you know, not just to go out and prove yourself in a bar fight, right. you know, not, not to, um, do anything stupid like that, you know? So I don't know. I well, feel like that was a super long answer. Yeah, no. And I, I have to, I have to interject that here and like, um, admit that like, you know, it's been interesting to see because I'll give myself kudos that in times of trauma or in mm-hmm. times where I've needed to step up. And even one time um, when my friend was held at knife point, I was mm-hmm. able to still like have like that aggressive stance mm-hmm. to scare the person away, yeah. luckily. Yeah. And it didn't end up in a dumb thing where I actually just ended up getting hurt. Yeah. Right. And so I, I say that was like by luck to um, that, like in traumatic situations, I've, I've been able to step in and have that toughness. Mm-hmm. However... It's funny because sometimes in other areas, I can really struggle with it. Like, 
using power tools or like other areas. I don't know how to use power no, tools. No, I know, but like, like all, you know, basic stuff. You yeah, know, but, but it's, it's stuff that I think too is still part of my own, like, because we, we've discussed this before. Like, mm-hmm. I think sometimes because of the way I was raised as a female and even like cultural, culturally speaking and the different messages, not just like my family, but just culture yeah, in general yeah. was it kind of, in certain areas I feel empowered and then there's other areas where I'm still having to work through narratives of like that's not what you do or you ask for help to do that or whatever right and so it's like even working on my own stuff to push through that so I can be a more whole person because Mm -hmm. I think you know generally speaking I think there's there's beauty and femininity and masculinity when they're healthy yeah absolutely right and so but i think what we see on both ends is unhealthy versions of that Mm -hmm. and that's where people get like really caught up in like gender roles and like well this happens in this and human nature is this and yeah um but what what we actually i mean what people aren't looking at is the lens of culture and context right and we just still have a culture that in subtle ways, mm-hmm. teaches women to believe one thing. And specifically because I work with eating disorders, I see a lot of the, like, you are objectified based on what you look like. Mm-hmm. And that's more significant than anything else about you, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying every woman believes that, but yeah. that's still perpetuated in our society. I mean, yeah. just freaking look at, you know, how many people have social media accounts based yeah. on how they look. right? Um, and then and influencers that just sell products because they're pretty. Right. And then, you know, for guys, there's still all these messages of like achievement and doing this and providing and being And I would say, I would say probably if anything, probably the biggest identity that I feel like has prevailed in male culture is warrior identity. Okay. Tell me more about that. Uh, Is this, is this, and I think that also goes along with toughness. And I think Mm -hmm. that was also, you know, it's like when we look back historically from a military standpoint, why like don't ask, don't tell and homosexuality and military was such a huge deal. And I'm glad that it's not now. And same way with transgender or anything. Um, Because at the end of the day, you know, my philosophy is if the soldier can do his job, his or her job, um, then what difference does it make? Or however they want to be, you know, shit, we just call them by the last names, you know, hey, Jameson, hey, Helms, come here, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's also kind of one of the cool things. I don't know. It is, I don't know. It, in some sense, it's like the uniform is a, is a great equalizer. Is it's like, if you've earned that uniform and you're here, then like you belong here. And that's that should be the mentality. Is that the mentality that's always taken? No. Um, but just just to back up to that identity of like warrior culture, I think it's very much like, you know, looking back historically, it's like, this is who a man should be like tough, strong, silent, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, silent in what way? Cause I would say that like, sometimes I think it's like in certain areas silent, but in yeah. other areas vocal. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you make a, a good point. Um, you know, I don't know. That's, I think that's kind of hard for me to speak on. Um, just because in a lot of ways I feel like I'm removed from that identity. Like that's like the warrior, the warrior mentality or ethos or whatever you want to say is, um, it's, I don't know. I, and and, you know, and I'm only seeing it from my lens. I was just thinking that like, I really don't subscribe to that idea. And I think, I think along with that warrior ethos or a mindset sometimes not, not in the, well, um, I was going to say not necessarily in the military. The values and ideals that the military instills is is positive, you know, and, and is a good thing. And again, you know, there's there's good and bad people everywhere. Um, but I guess I guess just in terms of like toxicity to the point of 
um, maybe just staying staying in that that toughness role. Um, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. that's a really really tough question. There's a lot of things to unpack there. Yeah. Well, and I. I'd imagine one of the biggest losses for men if they're not able to kind of let go of some of that warrior mentality or find balance, right? Because mm, I think, there's, mm, like yeah. you said, there's good from it. Right, right. But balancing that with also being in touch with their emotions and being able to communicate about yes, them yes. is that they're going to actually lose connection and intimacy mm-hmm. in the world outside of war. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, I think where it's like a loneliness thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. and no one's really talking, no one's calling it that. So I don't mm-hmm. know how it's, how to better frame it, but it's more of like that feeling of not belonging maybe in civilian yeah. world or yeah. whether or not somebody has gone into the army or not, like men just not feeling like they have deeper connections. emotional connections yes. in their lives. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And they're just not in touch with that side of themselves. Yep. And and I think a lot of men struggle to even find, like, a reason to connect with that emotional side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would say, yeah. They're like, why? I'm right. getting I'm getting my job done. I'm right. high-performing or I'm, I'm yep. calculating my life based on these metrics of, you know, money or success right. or climbing the ladder. Yep. Yep. Um, and they're like, why do I need to be connected to people? And and I think what they're not realizing is how lonely and how mm-hmm. unsatisfying mm-hmm. that is emotionally for them. And they're not going to say emotionally that's unsatisfying, right. but it may feel more like a void yeah. or like something's missing or yeah. struggling to connect deeply with yes. their relationships. Yeah. And again, they probably don't even know what that is. So when yes. I say those words, right. they're like, no, yeah. I'm fine. But I'm like, yeah. Once they start to connect those dots or sometimes when trauma happens in their lives, yes. that's when I, I have, you know, the men that I work with can connect to those concepts and they're like, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I feel lonely. Mm-hmm. I feel alone. Yeah. And, and I think, I think you're very right on that. And it kind of goes back to like really seeking something deeper within ourselves and that understanding and for that language and that communication. Because, um, yeah, that, that idea of loneliness, I think the first instinct for a lot of men is to be like, I'm not lonely. Like, yeah. I have friends. I'm bored, I, or I have, I'm this, yeah. or I'm yeah. yeah. Or it's like I, it's like I have people I, I go to work and I talk to, and it's fine. And like I got a buddy I'll hang out with and go drink with. And well, what do you guys do? Well, we watch sports and drink. You know, what do you guys talk about? Well, nothing really. You know, and so there's like that. And this is one of the things I feel like I've realized recently is it's like I was sitting around like one of my one of my friends had ESPN on, and I was like, it hit me. I was like, ESPN is like a way for men to connect. But what's really cool is like they do these documentaries. They're called like Thirty for Thirties. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. Yeah, no. Kyle introduced me to that, yeah. and I was like, "He's like, I think you'll actually yeah. like this because yeah, I'm cool. not super connected mm-hmm. to sports. Like, I want to be, but I not struggle either. with that." And he's I'm like, "I either. think you'll like these." And yeah. so we watched one, and that was actually pretty interesting. Yeah. It dragged on a, a little long, but Who's, it was. Which one did you watch? It was the one about the lacrosse players. That oh were, yeah. Um, that oh, were yeah. allegedly. Was that Duke? I don't remember what school This is how that bad was. I am at detail I sometimes. Don't mm. I don't recall. I think it might have been. But basically, remember. they were accused of yeah. of sexually violating this woman and doing yeah. some other things at a, at a party. And although yeah. the party was still, let's be real, not appropriate. And, you know, I went yeah. to the University of Georgia, so I know parties like that happened mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. um, they were still accused for things that were far beyond what actually happened. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of the way that unraveled their lives and yeah, yeah it was interesting. Yeah. 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 They're, they're good. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I think, like I said, I think that, and I, and I do want to kudos, you know, to everybody that, um, 
to every one of my friends, you know, because every one of my friends, um, I feel like are really good about just like being open to having conversations about that stuff. And I think that's the other thing too, is I think that if, if people don't see themselves as maybe leaders or if people don't see themselves as that type of person that can like open up and talk about those things and feel like it's okay to do so, you know, without calling someone some sort of like anti-gay slur or something like that, then, um, I think that's, that's just the, that's just the land that they have to move towards breaching, you know, because it's so important that we, we do talk about things and we, we know this as therapists, obviously, you know, but I don't think just how much people, when I, when it goes back to that strong, silent type, it's like, I don't talk about my problems, you know, everything is fine. I just, I just drive on. Like that was, that was kind of like one of the slogans of the military is like drive on, you know, it's like, mm. just drive on, drive on. Like, so is that where it is? They're quiet about their problems. Yeah. They're quiet about yeah. their struggle. They're quiet yeah. about yeah. anything that's bothering uh, yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. Or... Because it doesn't matter. Drive on, get the task accomplished, mission accomplished, drive mm. on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've even heard it, you know, in different ways too, like, especially in today's climate of like, I feel like especially, well, maybe it's not so different, but in my mind it is where if you put something out there, people can have all their opinions about it and kind of tear it apart and tear mm. you apart, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. that I've also seen people like kind of keeping things in mm. and not just on like social media, but I think sometimes around friends too, just being like, I don't, I don't want my argument picked apart. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to like, it's vulnerable. Absolutely. It's and, vulnerable. Yeah. And so just to kind of give a little bit more background about my history, like I got bullied a lot from like seventh grade to like my junior high year. And so I had to really learn how to be comfortable in an uncomfortable space. And so I think doing that and learning how to approach those topics. And I think also, you know, the, and you could relate this even from a historical level of war, you know, it's like the point of a conversation isn't to win. You know, and so I think a lot of guys tell you know, that to you know, a lot of people. Well, a lot of people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a struggle but, for them, know, myself included. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah, it's hard. Yeah, and 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 so you know, it's like yeah. a, the point that I made about war is that idea. It's like when we look back, it's like even before people could communicate effectively, it's like, why do we want to win? Well, because we could survive, and right. and so I think that now that that so much of that war and tribalism and, and things like that are, are really past us. You know, we're still trying to hold on to this identity of winning because, I mean, for whatever reasons, I'm not going to get into the mix of that. But and so it's like I'm afraid to talk about things because I'm afraid to be wrong. And I think that's mm. also one of the things that I have a real issue with. And in, in some of the education systems is it's like it's like and, and, you know, it's like I don't I don't I don't know every teacher. Right. But I know, like, I'll just speak from my own experience. And maybe this is completely misintended, uh, you know, as it's like either you're right or you're wrong, you know. And it's like that mentality, I feel like, only pervades throughout education. And I can't say for the education system today, you know, in a big way, because, I mean, I, I'm not a teacher. Like, I don't, I don't know. I was a high school counselor. And so I think I can't speak on teachers. I know a lot of good teachers, a lot of good teachers, no doubt. You know, but in terms of, you know, I'm, I don't know how much of it is like, I, I really feel like the script needs to change instead of like right and wrong versus like, this is a learning opportunity, Yes. you know, and yes. instead of being like, you're wrong, go back and do it again, you know, or this is wrong, or 
let me show you how I can help you with this. And and that also goes into grading and a bunch of stuff I'm not going to get into. I'm not even sure how I got on that track. Actually, right. No, but it's, it's true. Oh, but right and wrong That's how we are learning yeah. how to think about things yeah. or what's yes. rewarded or not rewarded in our culture. Yeah. yeah. Including the right way to do – like I've heard kids talk about if they do something different in math as far as the way they get to their right. answer, yeah. but it's not the way that they were taught, right. they'll get points taken off their tests. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't that like squelching like people's ability to be creative, right? And think outside the box, yeah, right? Because yeah. it's saying, don't think outside the box. You yeah. have to do it our way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, instead of embracing and also understanding context as learning opportunities, when a kid does say, mm-hmm. you know, a wrong answer or says something, you know, incorrectly, yeah. yes, um, to explore that further and kind of where they're coming from mm-hmm. versus immediately shutting them down. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, like, yeah. wrong, Sarah, you know, right. wrong, Timmy, you know, it's right. like, okay, like, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that's really kind of where I get that that idea from of you know, right and wrong and winning is because it's like, I think that's really kind of first taught in schools but not necessarily or always by by the teachers you know i think it's first taught by their peers yeah. you know and also if that if those peers aren't being shut down for berating someone for being wrong that that mentality only continues is it's like i don't want to open my mouth because i'm afraid that i'm going to be wrong and being wrong is the worst possible thing that anybody could be you know, and so I, I think kind of going back to that idea of, of masculinity, it's like um, not only I think are there some of that expectations of it's just like, hey, you just you handle your shit and you drive on. But you, you know, um, and, and maybe that's but if you're not doing it effectively and with professionals, like you're missing so much, you're yeah. missing so much. Yeah. And, and 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 not 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 like. Missing, like, as in that's a bad thing, like a missing answer. But it's like, man, you could be living in such a more awesome, like, way to see things on such a different and bigger scale just to bring, just have life have more depth, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like that's a lot of the things that, um, just in terms of, like, masculinity and, like, warrior culture of just, like, drive on, get it done, you know, we just, it's... Like I said, I think things are changing in a positive way. I see a lot of good things in male culture. And, of course, just, like, how we treat women, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, and I think that also goes along with, you know, being in touch with ourselves emotionally. And it's, like, I know for myself personally, um, it's, like, I guess you could say I don't, I'm not really even sure if I knew what love was, you know? And, um, and I'm not going to get into a whole lot about that, but it's, like, I think – and I think myself probably included, it's like our only idea of love sometimes, or maybe for me at a higher level, is because it's like that physical connection, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so I think I think men, and I, and I don't know, I could be wrong in this, but I would assume, and I'll just speak for myself, that it's like, I think I sought that physical connection with other people so much because that was my way to maybe unlock myself emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, of course, then after you're done, then you're kind of like on cloud nine and everything feels great. And um, but then, yeah. And and so I don't know, maybe. But but there again, that also goes with like how we view women, you know, and are we using them just to get our needs fulfilled? You know, and it's like and that's not right because it's like <laughs> they're, they're people and then we're all people and we need to treat everyone with the same level of respect and understand and. I think that's another issue too, and I'm, I'm touching on a lot of points. I'm sorry. Is that idea of like because we're not maybe as emotionally evolved, um, 
that doesn't exclude us from trying to understand how another person, another you know person might feel, whether they're a man, woman, whatever, to you know um, be with them to get our needs met, and then deuces. You know, I think that's pretty common in male culture too, because I think because we don't know what love is, and because we don't know what a lot of those deep, intricate feelings are and attachment and trust and safety and all those different things really mean to us because it's kind of our world in one sense then we can be like that was fun see you later you know um but you know and and that's also i think where you just have to communicate with your partner you know and just be like hey like where are you at with this because this is what i want you know and when it comes to that point and are you cool with that too and is this what you want and then you know it's like and if it reaches that point you guys can come to an agreement then sure whatever and so there again i think and there again it's like i think men not maybe having some of those stronger ideas or emotional understanding just in the, the people that i've encountered and myself um to try and communicate what we want it's like well i don't know <laughs> You know, because it's like, because I don't know what that thing is. Right. Like, you don't even have a yeah. language. Right. Right. Because it's like, yeah, because yeah. it's like, I trust myself. Uh, I feel safe with myself. You know, um, you know, I, I, I'm fine in my environment. You know, I own this jungle, you know. So it's kind of like why I don't see. I think I think some people are like, and I think I know I was when I was in my younger years. It's like. I don't see maybe the value in taking that step if I feel like I'm already getting everything out of my life right now that I need. Yeah. Does that make sense? Do you, like, I guess we'll kind of wrap it up here because I know we've probably already gone on for quite some time. Um, But I do want to say, I mean, I think all that we've talked about is super important and so it's worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, Louis... Causalini, and I hope I'm saying his name right. He mm-hmm. does neuro interpersonal biology, mm-hmm. and he studies that. And he was he talks about, and this is true for men and women. Yeah, that if we substitute love mm-hmm. for something else, mm-hmm. we can never get enough. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can see and, that 100. And that's just kind of how our brain is yeah. wired. And then and we just so cycle. I think if men struggle to get love yeah. or like a deeper version of love or right. the real deal, right? They will seek after these false versions in different ways. Absolutely. And maybe that's in their sex life or I their work that. life I can or see that addiction. Myself. You know, 100. Yeah, we all we all have our different areas yeah. where we have to kind of really look at ourselves and say, is this an area where I'm just kind of substituting love. Yeah. And um, I could see that being kind of where that loneliness builds to is like just trying to get their needs met through love and the way mm-hmm. that culture tells them mm-hmm. love is, mm-hmm. right? Or they understand it from mm-hmm. their background. Mm-hmm. And then being like, I can't get enough of that, like mm-hmm. in a sense, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. like knowing it's so short and fleeting right. until the next hit of that. Because yeah. I've seen... Yes. Like, the common narrative is, like, men have a higher sex drive, even. Mm -hmm. Let's just be real and, like, throw those terms out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so part of me is, like, yes, there's probably the biological dimension of it, but how much of it is also maybe that's where they get their emotional needs met. So, of course, they have a higher sex drive. And women are like, we got it. Like, (laughs) we're getting it in different ways. Mm -hmm. And... And, and it's it's seen as more of a physical problem than yeah. really understanding the whole of it. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't want to downplay the science and the physical stuff behind yeah. it because you know I love I love the science, but I think it's a both and. Thing. I think so too. And I think people will frame it just as one because it's easier to look at it that way. Yeah. 100%. So. Anyway, this was an amazing yeah, conversation. I'm definitely going to have you back and talk yeah, about definitely. more things. Um, Devin, I'd love to answer your question too. I don't yeah. know if we want to do that today. I don't know. Oh, do um, right someone has been showing the emotional side. 
I think she was referring back to the question about um, the silent soldier. Okay. So, like, she's asking, so silent as in, like, they're silent about their emotions. Yeah. 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 Um, definitely. Definitely. Definitely yeah. silent about those emotions. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. Yeah. And I really liked what you said. Even though a lot of women can be just as good as a man mechanic. Absolutely. You know, and it's like, um, there, you know, it's like there is uh, three female. Um, well, actually, that was the first graduating class. There was like three female Army Rangers. You know, I mean, those those are elite special forces. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's what I'm saying. Like women, women are tough, super tough. You know, and it's like, and and I think that also goes along with that mentality of it's like, what else could they do if they didn't have that thing like weighing down on them? You know, for since the beginning of time and being like, you're not as tough as us though, you know? Right. It's like right. Or they, having different, I mean, or even honoring that there might be even physically different strengths or a different mental toughness yeah. that serves different purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would even, I don't know if coach John will watch this. I'll tell him to watch it. But, um, he was talking to me today about, we had this workout and mm. it was like every 15 seconds we had to do three reps of mm. an Olympic movement basically mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. anyway it was pretty high intensity and it was really about your mindset right and he said far and above the women excelled mm-hmm. and oh, the yeah. men struggled to really have that high pain tolerance mm-hmm, so it's really mm-hmm. interesting how in the physical world we're like oh well men are you yeah. know superior in this way but when you but, look at different tests it right. and i'm not saying women are necessarily superior that's not my point my point is that the narrative is just so powerful and yes. changing how we look at the science versus yes. actually looking at the science of it right. and the data and experience. Yeah. So um, there's strengths to both. Yes, there's absolutely. Both. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, cool. Thank you for, for staying tuned with us. Yeah, we hope you, you have a wonderful Tuesday and we will check in with you tomorrow.